It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Well, hey there, and welcome to another edition of Make the Dough Rise. Walter Storholt here alongside Brian Doe, and this is a special episode number 50 of the program. Great to have you along with us today. We're going to have some details today on some cash and prizes, fabulous things that you can win as part of being a listener of Make the Dough Rise in celebration of our milestone episode. We'll give you details on that in a second. And we're going to talk all about, well, what it's like to turn 50 and some of the things that you should be thinking about from a financial planning standpoint in your fifty early 50s, let's say, some of the things to think about. We'll look back at some past episodes that have hit on these topics and give you some fresh information information to think about as well. Brian is a certified financial planner at Livingworth Wealth Advisors, serving the Lake Country and beyond with an office in Greensboro, Georgia, and you can always find us online at livingworth.com. Brian, our 50th time together on the podcast. Good to be with you once again, sir. Yeah, can you believe it's been that that many episodes? It's been fantastic. <laughs> it's gone quickly, hasn't it? Yeah, I, I, when we were vectoring in on this, I was shocked to realize I had that much to talk about, but here we are. <laughs> and you already, I, I saw at the bottom of our um, behind-the-scenes moment for the listeners, you know, we have notes that we kind of work off of as we go through the episodes, and I already saw at the bottom of the sheet, you've already got an idea and topic maybe scheduled for episode 51, so you're not out of things to talk about yet. I Surprisingly, well, and, and fortunately, the uh, rulings and changes coming out of Washington make a perpetual list of new topics and changes for us to talk about. So I don't think we're going anywhere. We'll, we'll be right. around for we, a while. We can find the same topics will change themselves just because of the new rules and regulations and things like that. So yeah, I don't think we'll absolutely. ever be without some fodder to discuss here on the show. So that's a good thing. Uh, well, before we dive into kind of the financial planning stuff, let's talk about the fun thing, Brian. And uh, a big thanks to you out of celebration of this big 50th episode. Uh, we're giving away some fabulous cash and prizes. Uh, we're going to have a little quiz that we're going to put on the Living Worth mm-hmm. website. Uh, we're going to put a link to it in the description or the uh, show notes section of today's show. So if you want to access that, you can go answer some questions about the podcast, kind of some trivia. So anybody who's been a semi-regular listener should do pretty well on those episodes. And we'll try to maybe drop some hints for you throughout the show today as well of certain episodes that might be worth going back and listening to or perusing through to maybe help you answer some of those questions on the quiz. And for those who do well on the quiz, well, you're going to be entered into an opportunity to win some cash and prizes. And I, one of the big prizes, I'm, I'm jealous, Brian, that I'm not eligible to win. You want to tell us about that one? Well, maybe you could, uh, that would be the ultimate test to see if uh, you and executive producer Andrea could uh, make a perfect score on the test, see if you remember what we talked about. That is true. That would be, uh, but we're ineligible to win the prizes. So that really then becomes just a lose-lose situation for us because then it's embarrassing if we uh, can't get the answers right. (laughs) No, we're going to have some fun with this. If if you're a super fan and you've listened to all the past episodes or if you've listened to uh, uh, even a few of them, you'll you'll have a pretty good idea what what some of the answers are going to be. But and we just want to make it fun. So there's a uh, quiz. We'll have a number of questions, like I said, trivia from, or like you said, trivia from past episodes. And then we will have either some uh, gift cards. We've got maybe an Audible subscription. Everybody that listens to podcasts might be equally interested in audiobooks. And for a grand prize, I am going to provide a one-on-one, either in-person or Zoom, if, if you're not in the area, instructional on how to make my secret pizza dough recipe. That and if you're local, we'll quite have some pizza. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll make them and we'll throw a couple pizzas in the oven. And, and, uh, and if, you're, if you have to Zoom it, 
uh, but you want the pizza, then but you'll either have to find a, a reason to come see me, or uh, I don't know, maybe we can overnight you one in a you know refrigerated box or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, we'll find a way to make it work. Whoever the uh, winner ends yeah. up being, It'll there'll be, be some solution there to where they can get some. Uh, no matter how you slice it, Brian, someone's going to improve their pizza making skills through that session. So. Very punny. <laughs> well, that's going to be one of the grand prizes. And then, like Brian mentioned, we'll have additional prizes as well. So Starbucks gift cards, Cafe 44 gift cards, Amazon Audible, mm-hmm. and maybe some other goodies in there as well. So good chances you're going to win something if you take that quiz and you know get maybe a couple of questions right out of it. Um, you know, I, I like people's chances to be able to, uh, to get some good take-home prizes out of this, Brian. Yeah, top score, we'll, we'll get first choice. And if you if you don't want to learn how to make pizza dough, that's not your thing. There's plenty of other good stuff to choose from. So That's right. And the don't uh, quiz, out. by the way, entries are due July 15th. So if you're listening to this episode in the year 2022, um, the deadline has already passed for uh, it's taking too late. that quiz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, quiz and entries due by July 15th, 2021. Uh, so make sure to go ahead and take the quiz. Again, link in the description and uh, in the show notes section of today's show. Uh, or if you can remember, it's livingworth.com slash big 50, big five zero. And that'll also take you directly to the quiz. We'll remind you of that again later on in the episode today. Brian, we're dedicating today's content to those who have turned 50 and uh, are in their early 50s and kind of all the financial mm-hmm. planning topics that relate to them. I know you haven't hit the big five zero milestone uh, yourself quite yet. You're still a, a young gun, so uh, that's still no, off you're quite the a ways on the horizon I'm, for you, isn't it? I'm 54, Walter. I, I, I know. I'm, I'm trying to win brownie points here, Brian. So oh, oh, a, oh, okay. Such a young guy, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I had I no idea you were over 50, Brian. <laughs> Sorry, I, I didn't mean to ruin that for you then. I was just like, what's he talking about? I didn't earn any brownie points then. <laughs> no, no. When I turned 50, man, I was a grumpy bear for about two weeks. I mean, I was 20. Yeah, obviously, 20s didn't bother anybody. 30-something didn't didn't phase me a bit. 40-something. Yeah, I was like, no, this is fine. I'm cruising along. Everything's going well. But somehow turning 50 had a different ring to it. And, you know, then 60s over the horizon. And it's like, oh, wow, I, you know, I got to really get it together. This is, uh, this is for real now. And so, uh, I got over it. I've, I've made it into my mid fifties. And so today's topic will be you know, very relevant from, from personal experience. That's a great point. Um, I think that's probably a lot of people. You celebrate the 20 and the 30th is celebrated, and then even 40, because today they say the 40 is the new 30, right? So that's not a right, not right. as big of a then, deal. Then you but. start denying them. That's right. <laughs> then at some point it starts to flip a little bit, and you don't want to get close to that 50 milestone. And then when you hit the 50 milestone, you might be uh, you know 49 for a couple of years before you finally hit the 50. But um, I, then I after think that, leave me alone until I turn 100. That's right. That's right. Uh, I think you've tackled your early 50s, though, very, uh, very well. And so I know you're going to give some great tips and advice for people who are in that kind of uh, bracket of their lives right now. Uh, so what are some of the things that we're thinking about? And let's point some people as well to some additional resources, maybe some past episodes where we've talked about these things before. Yeah. So in uh, episode 23, we were talking about rules of thumb and the, you know, the advantages and, and limits to some of these rules of thumb. And if you want to go back to episode 23 for accumulators, which is is probably where most people are, you know, still in their 50s, early 50s. Uh, most people I talk to aren't thinking of actually retiring until maybe late 50s, early 60s. But if you're accumulating, what dollar amount should you have saved up as a rule of thumb by the time you're 50? Well, 
different estimates will vary uh, somewhere between five and six times your income. So if you're on a relatively linear you know, t- salaried type uh, trajectory, then if you want to maintain your, your current lifestyle in, in today's dollars, then that, that rule of thumb is, is pretty you know, accurate, five to six. You know, so if you're making $100,000, it'd be good to have you know, five or 600,000 saved up because you've got time for that money to double a couple of times between now and when you actually need it. You know, so 600,000 could grow to a million two, million two could grow to 2.4. You could be into your mid to late sixties and assuming no additional contributions with, you know, two, two, $3 million base that would spit off the income combined with social security, all these other topics we've talked about, that would be a good place to be. Now, the limit to that is if you are in a, we'll call it a delayed gratification type career, uh, medicine uh, particular where you've had a lot of years of low income and now you're maybe in your 40s and 50s and you're in your peak earning years, that rule of thumb may not apply because you may be earning at a very high level, but for a shorter period of time. So don't despair. If, if you're if you're making $500,000 a year and you don't have $2.5 million saved up, that's okay. I mean, you're, you're going to be in the peak earning years where you'll you'll catch up. So just, again, rules of thumb, they're just a good gauge to make sure, yeah, I'm, I'm basically on track. And if you are in one of those nonlinear income type streams, then what's the income number that you would want in retirement, right? So if, you, if you're peak earning and you're not really living off of all that money and you're saving a lot of it, well, maybe it's a hundred or $200,000 that you're actually going to want to achieve in retirement, maybe less if the house is paid off. So uh, again, just a just rule of thumb to get you started. If you're in that early 50s range, definitely go check out the episode 23, Rules of Thumb for Accumulators. A lot of things in there that apply to those in their early 50s. Also, when people start getting into their 50s, Brian, they start hearing, I think, a lot more about annuities. They start getting lots of invitations to come to dinner seminars and learn about mm-hmm. these kinds of products, and they get a lot more exposure to that world. And that's something that you covered in depth in episode 27. Yeah, annuities are one of those topics that uh, you have to be very careful with. There's a lot of people out there selling substandard uh, products or things that don't do what is really intended and or you have high fees and and all the caveats there. I will say that because if you go Google annuities, you're probably going to find a nine to one ratio of negative comments to positive. But if you work with somebody who actually has your overall plan and, and interest in mind. There are some products out there that are relatively well-priced or reasonably well-priced and give you some guarantees. And I, I would refer to it or compare it to purchasing a pension. So overwhelmingly, my generation does not have the pensions that my parents and, and grandparents had. So one way to get the predictable stream of income. Uh, Again, you got social security. If you had a pension or an annuity that was going to spit out a a lifetime income stream, that solves for some of the base lifestyle, maintenance of lifestyle, cover the bills kind of expense. Well, some of the products that I have found most attractive have a 10-year time period where you invest, you put the money in, and you give it a 10-year you know, time period to grow. It's a, it's a deferred type annuity. They have some really good income options on those uh, and possibly some other long-term care features. I won't, I won't get into that here, but uh, 
mid fifties, you know, 55, you're 10 years out uh, from our traditional retirement age. So as a portion, not all, but as a portion of your savings, it might make a you know good conservative investment that would give you and a surviving spouse a, a reliable income stream. That was episode 27 again, and we'll link to all of these episodes in the description and show notes section of today's show, so it's easy for you to refer back to some of these previous episodes if you haven't uh, listened to those and want to get some more catch-up information on them. You kind of hit the very next topic there, Brian, in your answer to the Mm -hmm. uh, kind of annuities world, and that's long-term care and that issue. And that was back just one episode prior to the annuities episode, uh, episode 26, where we dove into that topic. Yeah, long-term care. Now, if you're 50, 55, it's probably a little bit early to start talking about, you know, seriously about your long-term care. But I put this in here more because of your parents. A lot of people are looking at parent long-term care or parent care situations. And um, a lot of policies that were in place in the past have gotten the, the pricing has changed. The, sometimes the benefits got cut. So what your parents may have purchased years ago may not you know, measure up by uh, today's costs. And there are some a lot of new options out there for continuing care and things like that. So there's a lap that should be done around long-term care planning relative to your parents. Because if those costs creep up with you, you know, is there somebody that you may want to set aside as a backup to to help them and make sure they're in good shape? Good points, as always. Uh, If you want to go check out any of these past episodes, check out the links in the description of today's show. Again, episodes 23 about accumulators and rules of thumb. 26 was long-term care, and 27 was annuities. And of course, Brian, it wouldn't be Make the Dough Rise in a podcast involving you if we didn't get into some tax conversations over the past several episodes. My perennial favorite. (laughs) We've probably got a lot of those episodes we could refer people to, but I think in particular, episode 30 was pretty good, where we talked about those tax traps. Yep, there, there are deadly dollar thresholds that you can cross over that trigger different taxes, eliminate different exemptions, uh, child tax credits. Again, if you're in those peak earning years, uh, you know, maybe 400 to 440,000 is a really deadly place to be if you've got kids, because that's where you get phased out of your uh, tax credits for the kids. Uh, There can be, there's proposed changes coming to the capital gains tax rate. And they're, they're starting with a very high income threshold of a million, but those things have a way of, of creeping down, much like the alternative minimum tax did back in the day. So what I'm encouraging and, and pushing people to do, we've got a few years left, potentially at today's tax rates uh, before the, the, the current rates expire, maneuver dollars into different tax buckets. If you're not taking advantage of Roth, uh, backdoor Roth, Roth 401k, uh, potentially cash value life insurance, it, this is still, you know, in the zone where those types of strategies can really compound and and make sense for you and give you a tax-free access to cash, flexibility with the, uh, you know, distribution planning, a lot of good features to to some of these strategies. And most people neglect them. They go straight for the 401k, they get the tax deduction today and, you know, not realizing what that tax will compound to. And I had a really interesting planning session this past week uh, with with someone in their, mm, I'll say mid to late 50s. And they were you know going to transition to an early retirement. And when I showed the difference between minimizing 
income today for some other benefits. What that did to the uh, required minimum distributions and taxes down the road, uh, it was kind of an eye opener that, that you may you may forego a small benefit today for a big benefit tomorrow. It's just it's hard to we all want immediate gratification. And so it, it it's hard to leave a couple thousand dollars on the table today and then ignore the tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of, of taxes and, and costs that could be down the road. So make sure you're optimizing your cash buckets or your tax structures, regular brokerage, tax deferred, traditional 401k IRA, and then tax-free, that would be Roth and cash value life insurance, potentially long-term care as well. But again, that's, that's, that's for down the road. Yep. Lots of good things in that episode, uh, particularly to those of you who are in your early 50s. Definitely an episode worth checking out. And if you want to listen to more uh, tax topics as well, just scroll through the feed of, uh, of, the, of the show because there's a whole bunch of different episodes where we cover tax topics and those kinds of things. And I might point out episode 35 as well, the 401k trap which really gets at the heart mm-hmm. of a lot of these issues that you kind of talk, touched on, Brian, but in particular, zeroing in on the 401k and the problems that exist there. And there's also some other great resources that we talk about in that episode uh, for you to check out as well. So that might be another one worth. Yeah, and we've, we've got the white paper on the 401k trap. So there's, yep. there's some good uh, data graphics that, that support what we're talking about here. And um, yeah, that, that would be a great place. To, you can go to retirementrescue.net if you want to get a copy of the 401k trap. Again, that's retirementrescue.net if you want to check out the 401k trap, uh, both the resources, and then, of course, check out the podcast episode about that as well, uh, episode 35. But retirementrescue.net will also get you to some additional places. Well, Brian, we haven't covered every topic yet on the podcast that someone in their early 50s might consider or need to be involved with. So what are some other things on the top of your mind since you're still in this age bracket of your early 50s, uh, early to mid 50s, if you will, um, that you think folks should kind of really zero in on and be thinking about and keeping in the back of their minds? Well, we'll talk investing one-on-one, asset allocation. Okay, how much should I have in stocks, bonds, cash, real estate, the different asset classes? And the question I'm getting a lot these days revolves around inflation. They're printing trillions of dollars. We've got trillions of dollars of debt. These are all inflationary things. And so you're getting a lot of airtime to inflation hedges such as gold. And man, they're running commercials and everybody loves to to, to talk about it like, uh, you know, they want 20% gold allocation. Of course, the uh, Bitcoin, if, if you're looking at that as, as some kind of a store of value or something that can't be devalued like a fiat currency, I think that's kind of missing the, the, the mark because gold is just a, it's a chunk of metal. It's only worth what people will pay you to, today for it. It doesn't generate dividends. And, you know, there's seems to go in very volatile cycles. Like if you're in it for the right years, then you do great. But there are long time periods where, you know, gold does nothing or, or can go negative. And if it, if it goes negative on you, because things don't turn out as bad inflationary as, as possible, it, it just, I, it doesn't excite me. So regular stock, bond, uh, real estate, you know, real assets, those are going to provide you an inflation hedge regardless. And you've got... 10, 15, 20 years before you're going to need this money. So again, that that rule of thumb of m- money doubling every, you know, 7 to 10 years properly invested, you you could potentially miss out on, 
you know, this compounding, this, this doubling of your assets. And if you're dollar cost averaging and just continuing uh, to put money into those allocations, don't go making dramatic changes, going all to cash, buying tons of gold and a little guns, gold and ammo never hurts. I think we did an episode on that. And uh, having a, a reserve and a safety fund is, is fine, but stick with your asset allocation, ignore the volatility, get a long way left to go. So just, just keep putting the money to work. Uh, episode eight, Guns, Gold, and Ammo. That's definitely a good one to go check out. One of the better show titles, I think, that we've had as well. Just just really straight yeah, to, to the heart that. of the point. <laughs> it's good stuff. And, and maybe, you know, who knows, if you listen to all the headlines today, maybe maybe that's what we all need. But uh, I, I'm I'm not as pessimistic. I, I've, I've lived through enough. I've, I've studied history enough. And as bad as everybody thinks things are, it's uh, th- there's a shockingly amount of good stuff happening and amazing yeah. developments in technology. So uh, yeah, don't, don't despair at this point. No, that was a good episode. It's not as uh, negative as you might think it is just from the title. Right. Uh, last but not least, uh, one other topic that we'll definitely have to do some more episodes on and dive into a little bit further, but maybe we can give us a little primer, Brian, would be th- those folks who are looking at maybe an early retirement. When you get into your early 50s, folks might who have done well uh, or kind of reaching the end of maybe a first career. Uh, start to think a little bit about, hey, maybe I can retire a little bit earlier than the than the norm of you know sixty five or somewhere in that range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, early retirement comes up uh, for people who I have a lot of people that either didn't have. Interestingly, my my re- early retirees either had uh, you know, one or or no children, and or were not married. And so I'm like, wow, that's that's where all my money is going. So no 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 wonder I'm behind the. The curve here, because those things do eat up a lot of money. But if if you do want to retire early, the the big cost, the big obstacle to that is what you're going to do. If you're reliant on your employer's health insurance coverage, if you're part of a group plan, since Obamacare came to town, getting a private plan has gotten very expensive. These are very high deductible plans and uh, very 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 expensive. So um, it's actually flipped to where. High deductible plans used to be low cost. Now we all have high deductible plans at a high cost. And if you can't continue a group coverage, then you're either going to be, you know, forced to go onto like COBRA, which you can maybe do for 18 to 36 months after terminating a job, but you've got to make it to 65 before Medicare kicks in. So make sure you factor in that expense. And, and really go look at and price what those policies and deductibles could do to your budget. That That's probably the number one concern or you know, derailment that I've, I've seen people have who do want to retire early. One other option would be uh, if you are adventurous and you want to travel and, and live abroad for a while, a client talked, we were, t- we were talking about guns, gold, and ammo. And I said, oh yeah, you need to have like a backup passport. You need to have a you know, Swiss passport. So if you need to flee the country or whatever, and he says, oh no, no, if you you don't want a Swiss passport. He says, you, you want a passport to Uruguay. And I, I looked at him, I was like, what? Uruguay? Why Uruguay? It's a stable country, good healthcare, reasonable cost of living. It's out of range of North Korean ballistic missiles. It's like one of the safest places on the planet. And it just doesn't get a lot of press because it's, you know, it's Uruguay. It's kind of down off the, the beaten path. And I actually did some research into it. It's a, it's a great retirement destination. You can live very nicely. It's got a little bit of a European flair, little street cafes and stuff like that, right on the ocean and uh, a lot of scenery and, and 
kind of mountainous, rainforesty mixed terrain. You go from the beaches up into the into the forest. So check out Uruguay, or I've, I've seen and had people entertain the idea of spending extended periods on a cruise ship. You can actually retire onto a cruise ship and live. You know, any there's budget versions of that, and then there, there's the National Geographic Adventure Explorer version of that, which gets a little little more pricey, but. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised cool my grandparents didn't do that. They were big cruisers in retirement. I could see them just loving living on a cruise ship for a long period of time. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a land lover, so um, I, I can't quite picture myself doing that. But there's some people that love it, and they go on cruise after cruise. So whatever suits you, don't rule out uh, options. I have a feeling like a cruise ship would really shorten your lifespan, though, wouldn't it? With the all-you-can-eat buffets for all meals of the day, like if I, (laughs) if I, if I lived on a cruise ship or lived at one of those like all-you-can-eat resorts in Mexico or something like that, I think I'd be dead within a month. (laughs) Just too much food constantly available to you. Get your blood work done, monitor your cholesterol (laughs) and uh, your body mass index and all that stuff. The, The the burden's on you. That's right. That's right. Uh, tough, tough when it's all there for you 24-7, though, that's for sure. Um, well, Indeed. some unique solutions, definitely very interesting, and uh, a topic we'll have to get into a little bit more as time goes on and uh, discuss some more of those unique ideas like retiring to a cruise ship or Uruguay. Where else are you also going to get good nuggets like that, um, the, 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 the appeal of Uruguay as a retirement destination? Uh, too good. Don't, don't forget Nepal, too. You can be in the, the Himalayas and... Uh Beautiful, friendly, relaxed place, and you live like a king for ten, twenty thousand dollars a year. Both beautiful areas, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Lots of good things to think about if you're in your early fifties. Anything else? Uh, some parting thoughts before we talk about uh, the uh, show trivia that people can tap into one more time, Ryan. No, just remember that it's it's not too late uh, to get things in order, reach your goals. It, it's always good to come back and do a lap and put some numbers in the, the projections and calculators. Uh, get clear on. Do your, you and your spouse agree on, on what you're trying to accomplish? How do you maximize the, the home stretch of, of your career and, and earnings years? Uh, lots of good opportunities, and it's always best to focus on it from a positive perspective. A lot of people get frustrated behind. They're paying too much attention to the news or the market day to day. In fact, most people have made a lot of progress. The markets have been good to us recently, and we've been through you know, some crazy things the last 20 years, and yet... If with a good plan and a good strategy, uh, it's all very survivable. There you go. If you're feeling grumpy or um, uh, what was the other word that you used, Brian? Irritated when you turned 50 Irritated. years old. Yeah. Don't let that yeah. feeling last long. There's still a lot to be positive about. And even from a financial standpoint, uh, lots of things that you can be doing, thinking about and improving in your situation. Still time to make the right things happen in your financial plan and get ready for your retirement years. So. Uh, if you have any questions on anything we've talked about here as you go through past episodes of the show, you can always get a free 15-minute introductory call with Brian. See how you can get some clarity around your financial goals so you can live that lifestyle that you want, whether it be where you are now or going to Uruguay or on a cruise ship. Um, get the get your, your loved in ones in your life to do the same thing as well. Get everybody on the same page. Um, and you can get that 15-minute introductory call with Brian by going to livingworth.com and click book a call. Or you can call directly to 706-451-9800 to set that up as well. And we'll put that contact info in the description of today's show. 
That's also where we'll put the info for the show trivia, where you have a chance to win fabulous cash and prizes, including the grand prize of that one-on-one pizza dough making session with Brian uh, at the house if you're local or over Zoom if you're out of town. We'll figure out some solution for you to enjoy that grand prize. But we also have Audible subscriptions to get away, give away Amazon gift cards, Starbucks, Cafe 44, maybe a few other goodies as well. Entries are due by July 15th, 2021, so take the quiz by going to livingworth.com slash big50, big50, livingworth.com slash big50, and again, we'll link to that directly in today's show. And there's no reason not to win because this is an open book quiz. You can go back and listen to past episodes and all the answers are there somewhere. That's right. Yep. That's a great point. An open book trivia. You don't get those very often in real life. You know, those were always uh a treat when you were a kid, but uh, not not much in life seems open book these days. Nothing's that easy, but we're making it that easy for you on uh, on this show. So yeah, go check out past episodes. Uh, Some of the ones we mentioned on today's show, in fact, might even be a little bit helpful. So go listen to those. See if that helps you in the quiz and see if you can win some awesome cash and prizes. Brian, thanks for the help. Congrats on 50 episodes, and we'll look forward to 51 in a couple of weeks. It's been a pleasure. We'll look forward to the next 50. We'll talk to you again next time. Thanks so much for joining us on Make the Dough Rise. Make the Dough Rise is brought to you by Living Worth Wealth Advisors, with a central office in Greensboro, Georgia, but serving the Lake Country and beyond. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all your favorite podcasting apps. Subscribe today and never miss an episode. Just search for Make the Dough Rise with Brian Doe. You can also visit MakeTheDoughRise.com to listen to recent episodes. If you'd like to contact the show or schedule a complimentary financial review with Brian and the team, just go to MakeTheDoughRise.com and get in touch through the website. Or call 706-451-9800. Thanks for listening to Make the Dough Rise. Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.